Hey everybody, SAG After has just released their guidelines for podcasters, and they've asked that we do not cover struck content, which is films, TV shows, and for us, that means things like Ahsoka, Star Wars Rebels. So, in solidarity with the artists, SAG AFTRA, and the writers at WGA, we will not be covering those things on our podcast. We will not be releasing our Ahsoka episodes until the strike is done. Uh, we've already co- recorded uh, many of our Star Wars Rebels rewatch episodes. We're going to be holding on to those till after the strike is over. For now, our podcast is going to focus on Star Wars books, Star Wars comics, Star Wars video games, uh, which is not struck content. And not to worry, there's plenty of Star Wars out there that isn't on the screen that maybe a lot of you guys are missing. So please stick with us. Please keep listening. Uh, please enjoy. Uh, we stand in solidarity with the artists. We believe that they sh- they deserve to get uh, better residuals um, and protections against AI and for their work of bringing us all the things that we've loved. Uh, these These shows, these series, these movies that we've watched and enjoyed our entire lives. Um, so thank you for listening. If you're looking for more ways to help head over to the SAG after website or the WGM website, I know there's uh, lots of ways to get involved. They have lots of FAQs for influencers, podcasters, journalists, non-union members, all kinds of, uh, different things out there that ways that you can get involved and stand up for, uh, the artists. Thank you guys so much for listening and may the force be with you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Rogue Rebels Podcast! I am your host, Sal, of the Rogue Rebels, and I'm talking comic books. Who out there? Raise your hand. This is a podcast. Raise your hand if you like Star Wars comics. Me, me, me. All right. That's really good to see you. Good turnout. I'm glad you guys are all here. Um, but I also want to give you uh, another another special treat with me talking about comics. Oh, I didn't even tell you what comic we're talking about. How about some Kanan comics? Who's excited for some Kanan comics? Raise your hand. I'm doing crowd work right now. Raise your hands. Oh, but it's not just Kanan comics. I got a special Kanan fan club member here to talk about Kanan comics with me, of course, my friend and yours, Ola Jonah. Hi. <laughs> I'm welcome, happy to be welcome. talking about Kanan. <laughs> audience claps, audience claps. Woohoo. Yeah. <laughs> How are you today, Jonah? I'm doing great. I'm excited to talk about these comics because it's been a while. Like a new dawn, it's been a while since yeah. I've read them. So it it's fun to revisit them now that, you know, years have passed by. <laughs> For real. To be fair, you and I were talking about this years ago. We just never recorded it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
great comic series. Uh, I believe it's 12 issues by Greg Wiseman, art by Laraz, Camigni, and Bricardo. There are... I, I wish... When we first found out about it, this was one of the first series that they released. So they released uh, back in 2015 when they did the whole like reset and canon comics were coming out. There was a Star Wars series, was a Darth Vader series, and I believe there was like a Princess Leia miniseries. Those were like the very first things to come out. And then they also announced they're like, we're also going to have a Kanan series. And it wasn't quite clear if it was going to be a miniseries or like non-miniseries <laughs> or an right. ongoing series. <laughs> There we go. That's the name. Of, that's what those things are called. Um, and so I was hoping for the latter, but still, like these twelve issues are amazing. The art is fantastic. Pepe Larraz is like still one of my top favorite artists of Star Wars comics. Uh, yeah, for this series, I agree. <laughs> yeah, he just knows how to capture action. Like you can yeah. see the page moving with his art. Uh, like if you look at most pictures of me as Kanan or even other characters when I do cosplay, chances are I'm usually drawing from like uh, Kanan number six for inspiration of awesome pose. <laughs> uh, because like, yeah, like you said, these action, these dynamic poses, this energy. But then he's also really good at expression, too. Because mm -hmm. like you'll find like different artists are different, good at, good at different things. Sometimes it's like it's one or the other. Sometimes they can be really expressive. Sometimes they're really good at like landscapes or whatever. This sort of captures all of that, even like lighting and stuff. There are so many, so many like moody settings. Like there's one part where like Kanan and, and oh, I'm sorry, Caleb and Depa are training and it's like twilight and darkness and the sabers are lit and they're silhouettes. There's just so much uh, in here that's just like, a lot of this stuff is stuff that you can frame and put on your wall. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> I was fortunate enough to meet him in person at New York Comic Con one year. I think it was 2018. And I had asked him for his autograph, obviously, because I wanted yes. to have my comic. I think I had gotten my the, the omnibus. I forget what the word is, but like the yeah. whole thing when oh, the, the trade paperback or whatever it is. Um, I, I got that sign and he even drew like a little oh. Caleb face and I thought, oh my God, this is so cool. Right. Um, and I think, I think I got one of the individual issues signed, but I honestly can't remember. But yeah, he was so cool. And, uh, I remember sitting down with him, asking him a few questions cause I wanted to get an interview for my website at the time. Mm -hmm. And I had asked him about like, you know, what What were his thoughts about losing Kanan? Because I think that was the same year where, when Kanan had died. It was oh. also the same, you know, the series finale. Right, so it was right. months after that had happened. And he was, you know, very sad to have seen his, that character die. But he was also really uh, into the, the story that they had, had shown at the time. Mm -hmm. And then I asked him what inspirations he, he drew from when it came to his art and, like, for Janice Casby in particular, he referenced uh, Captain Jack Sparrow from the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. <laughs> nice. Which is, and after he said that, I was like, oh my gosh, you know, I can see it. I can mm -hmm. see it a little mm -hmm. bit there. <laughs> so yeah, it was really great getting to talk with him um, because he really did a spectacular job on these comics. Yeah, that's cool. I, uh, I think it was like San Diego Comic-Con 2014. I think it was after they were announced. 
but before they had come out. And mm-hmm. I spoke with Greg Wiseman, who was like at a table Ooh. or doing a little thing. Or maybe it was celebration that year because it was a celebration that year also. Mm-hmm. It was San Diego or celebration, but I ended up talking, you know, I had the Canaan, co- you know, so I show up in the Canaan costume and stuff. And he's like, oh, cool. Like, there's this. And I just remember he was really excited. Like one of the things that he seemed jazz about, he was like, oh, there's like, you know, like I put this really cool thing in about like his hair, like why he does his hair the way he does. And I was like, oh, that's rad. I wonder what that could mean. Because I was like, for me, like the big thing was like, oh, like, I wonder what's going on with his name or, you know, like, because a new dawn. Yeah. Like had come out and it didn't really touch on that. It's just like, no, this is Kanan Jarrus. But he kept remembering Caleb Doom. And we didn't really know the story of like the name, like how he came up with the name. So I was like, I wonder if that's going to be anything. And he was just like. Uh, I can't say anything, but, you know, there's a ponytail story. And I was like, all right, that sounds cool. Um, but yeah, he was like really cool. He was like really excited about like things. And also just, yeah, there's there's so much in these uh, comics. Uh, we'll get to that yeah. in a moment. Uh, real quick, where can people find you on the interwebs? Sure. So uh, people can find me with the handle at Hola Jonah on Twitter and Instagram and Tumblr. Uh, that's pretty much where I am right now because I, I, I am not <laughs> anywhere else. I mean, I am just like grab that handle name, but yeah. that's not a guarantee that I'll be using those platforms. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> anywhere you follow me anyway, go ahead, buddy. You know, you, you want to see me post. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Times change. But you never know. You never know. Uh-huh. Same thing. Uh, you can check us out at therogerebels.com. We have a Facebook page. Go like it, please. We're on everywhere at The Rogue Rebels. So we grab that handle, look for our little uh, picture, except Twitter, of course, because somebody's been sitting on it. So we're Rogue Rebels fam over there. Lame. <laughs> Lame indeed. Uh, like, I'm just going to go ahead and blame current Twitter for, <laughs> like, things that have been <laughs> wrong with Twitter for, like, 10 years. <laughs> I'll just blame billionaires anyway. Uh, speaking of blaming billionaires, there's a strike going on. Uh, there's a SAG-AFTRA WGA strike that is kind of affecting a lot of the actors and the writers. They're all striking for fair pay, fair residuals, a little bit more, you know, make a living wage off of work that they bring that couldn't be done without them. Uh, you know, when I uh, watch something really cool like Star Wars Rebels, I don't, I really don't often sit back and think like, man, it's really cool that the CEOs paid for us to have this. Exactly, I, I, right? <laughs> I really think about the characters, the actors who bring the characters to life, the writers who wrote the story and planned the episodes. And the same goes for most movies, things like that. Directors, like the artists create the work that we love. Um, so I, I support the artists and them getting fair pay and it's not hard, difficult to see that things are remarkably unbalanced when some people can't get health insurance and other people have like billion dollar yachts. So, you know, maybe just, uh, scrape off a couple million for these people, you know, let them, uh, get health insurance, man. Come on. It would be nice. Uh, so I, I just like. I'm not sure exactly what I'm going to do. I had a really big plan leading up to Ahsoka. We're doing episodes like all of this is part of it, too. These episodes were going to lead to our rewatch of Star Wars Rebels um, and then go into Ahsoka. 
So we've read, I've read through the guidelines and there's like influencer things like no paid opportunities, no this. They're saying that reviews don't really count because that's not exactly, uh, what's the word for the use? Promotion. It's not promotion in the same way. Uh. It's more like, almost like journalism, but we're not quite journalists either. Um, right. But they've said that it's like fine. It's not a paid thing unless PR people are reaching out to you, which like doesn't really happen <laughs> to us. Uh, you know, maybe if you're a bigger influencer and they're, I don't know, paying you to promote Ahsoka or whatever, like that's the kind of thing that, that we won't be doing or we will, you know what I mean? Like that's, I think that's where they're drawing the line. We don't make money off this. We're doing this just because we like talking about Star Wars. So, right. uh, but our Rebels episodes that we planned, we spoke, uh, some of them are recorded already and we spoke with people in unions. So I'm they were recorded before all this stuff. So I think I'm going to hold those back just because I don't want to get in trouble, anybody in trouble. And uh, just to show support and solidarity with the artists. I'm not sure if I'm going to go. I think we, we're still deciding on whether or not we're going to do Ahsoka, like as it comes out. Reactions or reactions, episodes, but. You know, if we do, we're obviously not going to have actors and uh, writers right. on, which we usually yeah. don't. But um, we'll see how that goes. And then, of course, like by then, we'll see if uh, the uh, guidelines change at all. Um, yeah. And I if, mean, who like, knows? They might call for a, they might call for a, a ban on just consuming. Right. Like a boycott, um, which they haven't done yet. Yeah. But, you know, if they which do, they haven't done yet. Yeah. yeah. We'll see how that goes. Um but de- like as it stands now, we stand with the actors, the writers, and all the artists who bring these things. Like, dude, pay the prop people who paint these helmets. Like these, these like these are pieces of art. Um, like, a lot of people come together to make this stuff that you really like. And what makes it special is the creativity of the artists, not the amount of dollars put into a thing. Which mm-hmm. like. There is a business side of it, too, and I respect that, and I understand that, and I'm not saying take away all their billions, just maybe, like, one or two. Like they can <laughs> keep your yacht, just, like, you don't have to buy another one. Just just give these people health insurance. Like, I don't think, I, I think, I think the scales are unbalanced, and I think yeah. uh, balancing it a little bit more for most of these people who, uh, a lot of them struggle. Yes, you're right, there are millionaires and artists that are very very rich but they are few and far between the amount of people uh in that union who can't get health insurance is a lot higher than the amount who have homes in the hollywood hills and yachts mm-hmm. uh, so that's all i guess i'm gonna say on that like i said i uh i'm gonna keep open to whatever's gonna happen with ahsoka i haven't really 100 percent decided on whether we're gonna review the episodes on time or not in any case i'm gonna record the episodes so if I end up holding him till after, you know, the strike is done and then releasing them all later, that is an option too. Or, you know, and in that case, I'll just be keeping on comics and books because there is plenty to talk about. I love the High Republic. I love Kanan the Last Padawan. You know what else I haven't talked about? There are comics coming out about uh, all kinds of things that I like. Uh, Crimson Rain, Crimson Dawn. Actually, I covered those ones already. But, uh, you know, lots of good stuff. Uh, things that I would be excited to talk about that are not on screen Star Wars. So, you know, if if uh, if on screen stuff gets a pause, I will be fine because 
you guys haven't heard me talk about the Star Wars Hunters book. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the main thing. Uh, San Diego Comic-Con just happened, and there's a lot of High Republic news, which I'm very excited about. Uh, what else did they announce? I know oh. they released that big, that big uh, yeah. ghost, the ghost. I, for the HasLab, HasLab or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, that looks so cool. And then they come with the figures packaged in the mural yep. art. And I thought, oh my gosh, I need to get my hands on this. But it's five hundred dollars. That's like half my paycheck, and I yeah. like I cannot put down that That's money. That's the uh, um, no. <gasps> the only way you can do something like that, Jonah, is if you buy two and sell one for a thousand dollars. Right. That's the only oh way. Oh That's so true. Look, I, I don't. You know, I'm normally not a supporter of scalpers, <laughs> but sometimes <laughs> like this is the only way you can make things happen. But dude, that oh, ship gosh. looks amazing. They had it on the floor yesterday. It if and like it looks like it's gonna hit the target because the last couple of Haslabs didn't. Uh, oh, interesting. It's almost like a, I don't know if you've heard about what this is, but it's like a Kickstarter. For yes, toys. it is. Yeah. So like I don't yeah. really care about toys. The big one, like the big ones that they did was I think the first one they did was the the Katana Jabba Sail Barge. So, mm -hmm. you know, and like once it hits this many, then you get an extra yak face. And once it hits this many, you get an extra Max Rebo or something. But they hit their targets. They made it. Um, and then the next one was the Razor Crest. And that hit the target. Oh. And then the next two, it was like a Rancor and Reva's lightsaber. And both of those oh. were, didn't get made because they didn't hit their targets. Um, Interesting. I think the Rancor, like, it's cool and everything. But it just didn't seem like I think the price was like four. Like it didn't seem worth. Like no, obviously ah. I'm not putting on any of these things. The only one I'm thinking about <laughs> wasting five hundred dollars on is the ghost, because it just looks amazing. <laughs> I don't know what I would do with it. It's like the size of a dining room table. It is, which is why I'm like, where would I even put yeah. this? <laughs> the answer is outside, because where else can you, unless you live in it. <laughs> It looks amazing, though. Ezra, and it's the season three ca characters that, like, we never got. So season three, Kanan, exactly. season three, Re Ezra, season three, Ahara, season three, Zeb. You get pretty much everybody except Sabine, and she's coming with her own uh, toy, like, at retail. So, like, in theory, right. you can have I, all of them up. I but really wish be... they released them and and at least in different packaging later on because I how do you make that so exclusive yeah. knowing that the fans have been wanting things like this for years now. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, Here's I mean, that's how they make five hundred dollars. <laughs> Remember <laughs> we were talking about business people and all those numbers. I think this is part of it. Um, I Darn. do hope that that becomes like a thing that would be great. Um, I don't know. I don't know how those exclusive work. Like, this would be a good question for, like, Corey. Like, this is a, this is a we need to go to a toy person to talk about this. I'm not the guy. All I know is yeah. this is the first one that they pointed me at that I'm like, oof. Is there any way that I can justify this? Right? Because <laughs> this does, like, what am I going to do with it? I don't know. But I, I do I need it? Probably. Do I, like, how, what am I? I don't know. Uh, and then once I, like, if I do this, and then if I get it, do I do I open it? What do I do with it, Jonah? Right now, right? Like, do I open it and it's like, or do I do, like? I have to touch. Like, Kanan has replaceable faces. I have to try them all out, don't I? 
Exactly, and, like, and then you you ruin the you know the yeah. uh, collector. Any chance of reselling it, I had and making my five hundred dollars back. <laughs> Do I? You know, I have to put that helmet on Ezra, don't I? Exactly. Oh gosh, the helmet! Yeah. I was so happy about that. So so happy. I love that. Yeah, I love that helmet. Like you know, it, you see, we've painted up one, so we have that helmet. Um, <laughs> and I just saw they're releasing, I think, a Black Series Scout Troopers, the next like Black Series. So I'm like, oh, oh I could do another one because I never did the season three style. There's like a season three style ah. that has a little bit of a different design. Gotcha. Uh, not that I have to do every single Star Wars Rebels thing ever, but every now and then we <laughs> try to do every single Star Wars Rebels thing ever, which is why I have a brown Kanan jacket hanging in my closet that might need to get some more attention and an upgrade <laughs> and updates. But yeah. Um, they also, they did like a thing on Star Wars, uh, what was it? The game, Star Wars Outlaws. I don't know if you've oh, seen that Oh, that's right. But I've seen, I've seen, uh, the footage that they've released since its announcement. Mm-hmm. Um, but I haven't really dived into it. I am in love with that little creature thing with the ears Nicks. or the floppy. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so adorable. It they is. got me with that one. It's totally <laughs> the best thing ever. It's like the BD-1 <laughs> of that game. BD-1 is like in Jedi, in Jedi Fallen Order, your little cute droid. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It looks amazing. It looks awesome. I watched, like, they just released a new thing with San Diego talking about, like, how they're doing the environments and, like, you know, like, because they're revisiting some places. But then they're also, mm-hmm. you know, obviously there's, like, with every Star Wars thing, new worlds and new... Um, environments where they really like hey this is like we took a lot of inspiration from the like african savanna these windswept plains and fields of grass and stuff like that with the trees and how the wind affects the culture Uh, like lots of really cool things like that i just love hearing that and i love like that attention to detail and artistry and like thought that goes into creating something as simple as a place (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. what i mean that Mm -hmm. you're gonna experience because it's something you really feel when you're playing these games. Um, I don't know if you remember stories of me playing Battlefront and being like, I'm just walking around Maz's castle. Oh, I got killed. <laughs> but really just trying to be like, oh, this is cool. Look at what's in this. Oh, I got killed. Yeah. Oh, and this is the game that also has the very hot looking droid. Like, there, he has no business looking Oh, the droid with the jacket? Attractive. Commando yes. droid with a jacket? <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely no business looking that good. Right. Hot droid alert. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> uh, 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 yeah, he's a. Uh, I forgot his name. I think it's like NX five or something like NB five. Uh. But yeah, like everything that's come out about the game is rad. Uh, I believe the. No, I shouldn't say anything before I. I don't want to get the actress's name wrong, but we have a Latina, another Latina actress in Star Wars who's a main <gasps> character. Oh, that like, is really yeah. cool. So that's really rad. She's like the main character. She's like, and I also like the idea that it's like, it's a different, like, you know, I'm playing Jedi Survivor right now. Hey, check me out on Twitch, by the way, Rogue Rebels. Chances are I'm trying to 100% Jedi Survivor and changing my outfits and haircuts. Because that's what I do most of the game. <laughs> well, I feel like i in season three now. Let me change my lightsaber. I think I'm going with a High Republic BD one at the moment. Ooh. But, um, like... You're running around as a Jedi. The combat, like everything is sort of exploration. Like the thought, it's all like Jedi geared and I'm having a lot of fun with it. I love that game. Um, 
Battlefront was a very like it's very combat based because you're an inferno squad, you know, so you're attacking, you're doing like all the, it's very like that based. And then the multiplayer is all multiplayer uh, mm-hmm. outlaws. It's all about sneaking. And like, so the idea of like, I love that the games don't, they're not only separate stories and separate characters, but they really take you to different places and have a different feel and let you experience the galaxy in different ways. And I think that's what makes me most excited about it. So in this one, Obviously, you're an outlaw, so you're going to be dealing a lot with the syndicates. And, you know, uh, they talked about how, um, you know, choices you make have repercussions. You know, if you're like, if you like do things for the syndicate and have a good relationship, then they, you'll get discounts or they'll help you with this or give you more missions or something. Or if you like, if you like go against them or then maybe they start sending bounty hunters after you and you're like, it's harder to move around on that planet where their base is or something like that, you know? Ooh, that sounds interesting. It's interesting, right? Like, so, but it's kind of cool. I just like that idea. The character seems awesome. Um, yeah, I like video games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's not uh, that's not at the moment. <laughs> they're the video game people are fine, and they're not part of the struck <laughs> things. That's so right. I could talk about yeah. video games all day. <laughs> Good times. Um, all right, I guess let's get into these comics. 12 issues. Yeah, sounds good. Two big story arcs. The last Padawan is the first one, and the second one's called First Blood. So, in the last Padawan, I'm going to give you, I'm going to spoil the stories, and then we're just going to get into it. Uh, the last Padawan, Kanan Jarrus and the Ghost Crew head to Kaller for a supply run. But Kaller brings Kanan memories of Caleb Doom, the Padawan of Depa Balaba, who survived Order 66 and learn to start a new life with a pirate named Janice Casimir. They adventure together as the clones track Caleb's trail until they finally kill the clones. Kanan leaves Janice, starts his own life. Meanwhile, on Kaller, the supplies have been stolen, and Kanan faces a few familiar faces to get them back, only to be stabbed in the back. Oh, I said back twice. That's bad writing. <laughs> That's on me, though. <laughs> That's on me. No shade to Greg Wiseman. He, did. he wouldn't approve of this. Uh, first Blood. Talk through the second arc. After getting stabbed, Kanan is in a back-to-tank recovering on Kaller. And then this is actually something that I think of now. Like, the whole comic is he's in the back-to-tank, and it's like he's flashing back to his time as a Padawan. But nowadays, right. like, it's such a Star Wars thing that anytime somebody gets in a back-to-tank, there's flashbacks, and we have a whole Boba Fett series about this. <laughs> <laughs> but everybody remember, Kanan did it first. Bam. Okay. <laughs> Kanan flashes back to becoming a Padawan to Depa Balaba, uh, picking fights with kids in the Jedi Temple, and Balaba recently survived an attack by General Grievous and is recovering herself. On Coruscant, the temple is attacked by Kage separatists, and together, Balaba and Caleb defeat the attacker. Fresh Padawan Caleb joins his new master Balaba fighting the CIS on the battlefront. Caleb is shot, but survives his first battle. On Maegido, they face overwhelming odds and a rematch with Grievous and a Kage warrior out for revenge. Caleb makes his first kill. Depa's injured. They head to Kaller on their next assignment. Dun, dun, dun. Imperials, meanwhile, <laughs> in current back to times, Imperials <laughs> find the ghost crew and Kanan awakens in his underwear. The ghost crew heads out, mission accomplished, but Kanan and Ezra stay back to tie up a few loose ends and figure out why they're being tracked. They track down their hunters. They find Vice Admiral Sloan, who's been after Kanan since their encounter on Gorse. They escape. 
But then Grand Inquisitor has a few questions for Sloane. Dun dun Gasp. dun. Okay. Also, I'm just now learning. Is it is it Kage or is it Cage? Because uh, I've been saying it wrong this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> it's Kage because they're from the episodes of uh, those the, the episodes with Ventress. I think it's Bounty. Yeah, I remember that episode, but I swear I thought they were mentioned as Cage Warriors. <laughs> okay, well, I'm gonna have to rewatch those things. Maybe I'm gonna have to rewatch me. it too. <laughs> no, it's probably uh, me, and I've been saying it wrong this whole time. <laughs> uh, look, Jonah, I've been wrong a lot. Oh, <laughs> it happens. We'll find out. For uh, when you said it, I was like, my eyes bulged, and I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> we all know who we're talking oh, about. Gosh. Those cool people in the episode where yeah, Ventress is working with Boba and puts him in a trunk. That's my. Yes, that's, that's right. My, they do look. Really that's my cool. summary of that episode. Asajj Ventress <laughs> works with the, what is his name? The crate, the crate, crate's claw clan, and puts Boba Fett in a trunk. The end. <laughs> <laughs> oh, other stuff happens too, but that's the main thing. Later, Boba Fett is mad. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the the first issues, like all of the stuff with like young Caleb Doom. He's like, like we have the little, this is the first thing we got after a new dawn that had any Caleb anything. Mm-hmm. Now, years later, you and I both know there's a couple of Bad Batch episodes that recount some of these stories. Parts yeah. of these stories, I guess I'll say. <laughs> um, I went back and I watched those too. And I must say, looking at things differently as I do now, I now read these comics with Caleb Doom having the young voice of like young Padawan, like in those episodes, because it's like the same time. It's literally Tiny Freddy Prince Jr. And it makes me laugh because now he's like, don't call me kid, Um, which I don't know. It just changed the way I read the comics because I like had that voice in my head, you know, right. We move fast, kid. Mm -hmm. That's the only way I do. <laughs> or whatever he says. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Um, now, like, some yeah. of the specifics are different, you know, but I really like the idea of, like, this has been a, a Pablo saying for a long time, but there's, like, all of these stories are, like, recounts of, you know, the Bad Batch is, like, their version of what happened. And, like, that's how they remember it or whatever. And this is, like, what Kanan remembers. And I like to think that, like, some of the specifics are not quite important like whether it happened during the day or night <laughs> he just remembers right. that like clones were like the the main thing is the same the clones attacked him his master died he ran and he got away you know he doesn't remember whether their armor was red or green <laughs> uh, or whatever you know like they redesigned the clone armor and i feel like I, I like i love how they look in the comic in their red armor but the idea of like that they're so close to shock troopers I like the idea that they're like a little more separate and their own thing in the uh, Bad Batch animation, that they don't get confused right. for shock troopers. Um, so that's a one thing. But that it, I like. It's also interesting because I, I also like I defended. I remember defending Bad Batch like it's just a different mm-hmm. interpretation. Yeah. It's just, you know, it follows the beats that are important and everything else around it is, you know, it's OK to change. Um, but then I, on the other hand, I also think about like, well, what prevented them from 
doing it at night and having Deppa and Caleb by the fire with their troopers. Like, they could have easily, I think, (laughs) have Mm -hmm. done that. So it does make me wonder, like, what are those creative decisions? What what does that conversation look like? Like... Is it something where the com- where the comic is even brought into onto the table as like, hey, this was already done. Can we do it this way? Or it's like, oh, you know what? Let's take it a different direction based on you know the story that we want to yeah. tell. I feel like I feel like it is like for sure brought into the conversation. Otherwise, like these things would just be ignored altogether, right? You know, mm-hmm. you would just have your own different, you know. Uh, commander or whatever you know like it would be a whole different story so but i think like because uh dave is a very visual storyteller as well like much like george so i feel mm-hmm. like things like that they happen with whatever that thing is in mind like so you w- i don't uh, we would see those little the concept art you see like he had the picture of canaan uh sorry caleb and hunter standing across from that river you know what I mean? Like with that very like, because like rewatching the episode, it's very beautiful. And like, but you can see these moments that he picked that he knew that he wanted, at least that that's some of my like what I think it goes down is he knew he mm-hmm. wanted them in the snow, this very stark, colorless place where like, Kayla, you know, the light is his saber. It's like suns like, so I, I feel like those are the things that change. Oh, can we do it at night? Yeah. Well, then you won't get to see the cool waterfall that I wanted. <laughs> I wanted that's to true. Jump across yeah, the yeah. So I feel like things like that are the yeah yeah, and I I also wonder like why Kanan specifically? Why couldn't they have focused on a different young Jedi altogether? And I I totally get that was because they had a model of Kanan already in the previous arc of Mm -hmm. Clone Wars. I think it was the Clone the last final episodes. Um, so we saw him as a hologram right. uh, with Deppa and whatnot. So, yeah, I totally see them reusing those assets. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it's like this was an opportunity to introduce a new uh, young yeah. Jedi's perspective and have them connect to the Bad Batch in that way. And then possibly, you know, later on, see, see I should just be with <laughs> with the folks. <laughs> I, I should be in the room. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. I I, don't, I have no experience <laughs> whatsoever. Um, but yeah, I do. I do ask those kinds of questions. I'm just, like, well, why couldn't it go this way or that? I've watched way? a lot of in cartoons, that, and, and here's what I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in a way, in a way, I feel a lot like Caleb, where he's like questioning things um, mm-hmm. and, and trying to understand why something was not for the sake of questioning, but to understand why something was done a right, certain way. Right. So, so, so that this is me being Caleb. <laughs> I see. Now, like, I feel the other way. Like, you talk about how, uh, you know, Caleb shows up in the little hologram in season six. I feel like that was, like, that. I, I think they created the Kanan for this, and then they threw it over there, if that makes any sense. Oh, you know what I mean? I see what you that mean. Because like, it wasn't, mm-hmm. it was just there. I think they created that knowing like, oh, well, we should make this for our Bad Batch thing. And it was probably something as simple as Filoni liking to connect things to his other favorite projects and characters, you know. But like... I got you. You know, this one, like having Hera in it, you know, obviously Hera shows up later in the Bad Batch as well. But um, I don't know. I like like the idea that they cross paths with these people. I like the idea that it is Kanan. But I think like that idea came from like, Oh, we could do Kanan. That would be cool. Well, here's what we have mm-hmm. these stories already. Okay, well, it doesn't say the Bad Batch wasn't there. Uh, okay. 
<laughs> I think yeah, I think sure. they can work. I, I think they work yeah. in that. Um, you know, I, I'm able to weave them in and out of the stories and find particular areas to put the Bad Batch in. So I, I think it's you just have to be open to yeah. ha- being flexible with the story. Like I like the different interpretation thing because I feel like everything that they've ever done like this, like if you want to include the Ahsoka and the Tales of the Jedi thing here too, uh, like that would kind of fit that. Like there's a real detailed, like probably truer explanation. And then there's like a very simplistic tale somebody tells somebody else you know what i mean yes and like i feel like this fits there this is what the bad batch remembers and then when kanan remembers it everything's super dramatically lit Mm -hmm. you know what i mean because i feel like like because that's how things happen in real life like sometimes you don't remember like i mean i feel like a, a time like this might stick in your mind but also like he was on the run for so long like and then here's how i do it in my head like with this one in particular i was like okay comic goes and they're at the fire. They have their discussion. She gives him the holocron. And then, like, what really happens is he goes to sleep. And then, like, the next day is when the Bad Batch gets it. That whole thing happens in his Order 66. But when he thinks back on it, he just remembers the conversation he had that he was really into. And that he remembers everything yes. going bad. Um, like That's sort of, exactly how I imagine it, too. <laughs> he sort of conflates it, right? Like, conflates the, uh, uh, like, the things. And, like, because that's how real memory works, like. None of you can separate your days of, uh, I don't know, five days of celebration. I, I was at a panel. I could have pretty sure I uh, I saw a Greg Wiseman there. And, uh, you know, like, I know I have a picture showing that he was there yesterday or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's yeah. I don't know. I feel like I'm trying to over explain a thing that is just people making stories. Once again, it's true. Thank you, artists. Yeah, like I, I remember, I remember, and see, I, I remember bumping into Dave twice on the floor, and now I can't remember which one came before or after because it's been so long. So yeah, right, your right. memory just really plays around with you, mm-hmm. and it's hard to remember specifics. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, and like we're trying to over-explain a thing that's just faking in space. Exactly. But like, you know, like it matters to dip, like in my head, it does matter that both of these things exist in the same universe in my head. Like I hold them both close. I hold the Bad Batch and I also hold these comics. And I don't like, I think that's harder for some people than it is for others. Because I think maybe some people saw the Bad Batch and were like, well, I guess I throw away this pile or something. That's not me. Right. I don't, yeah. I don't treat it like that. I don't feel that even if they're both different retellings of the same story. I don't feel like one is truer than the other. Um, you know. Agreed. And I like. I guess yeah. the same thing goes with Tales of the Jedi. But in Tales of the Jedi, I feel like one is definitely more truer than the other. And it's that book. <laughs> because one is just like, one time Ahsoka was farming and then she killed somebody. And the other, the book is so much more. Um, although I will say that Inquisitor design in Tales of the Jedi is red. But then oh, yes, that's right. Yeah. There's things that my head does in there too because i'm like here's what my head does for that uh in ahsoka she's been on the run for a year ish maybe a little bit more um but my head is like the the episode starts and she's like talking to bale as she runs away from the thing which is like right after order 66 so immediately she goes into hiding and then by the time we catch up with her in ahsoka it's clear she's been on the run for a while so i'm like maybe she tried farming a few times at one time she killed this guy and didn't take his lightsaber (laughs) Because she kills the guy and she doesn't take the lightsaber. Whereas in the story, it's a huge part that she gets her crystals. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. So this yeah. is either a simplistic retelling or maybe she killed a couple of Inquisitors. This is like the Inquisitor's <laughs> first day and he just got smoked and nobody even knew that he existed on this random yeah. farm planet. And then I, she went out, you I, know. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, 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 go ahead. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say that, you know, the fact that it's like a tale, it's just a simplified version, I yeah. would think, of of what happened in the novel. And that's how I interpreted it when I watched it. And I, you know, Caden and her sister mm -hmm. live on yeah, in some form with Trace and Rafa. Um, oh. So I, I like to think that those two characters, Trace and Rafa, are what, you know, Caden and uh, Miara, was it? Miara, yeah. Yeah, would have been. Oh, and they can still possibly show up down the line in a different part of the story. So uh, I you know. think Miara has shown up in... From a certain point of view, there's a story about her, and she's part oh, of the rebellion. Oh, we'll see. There we go. So, like, there's yeah. those characters still exist. Um, no matter what village burned down <laughs> in a cartoon <laughs> or whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I guess I find it easier to fit both of those things in my head than mm -hmm. some people who draw those really hard lines. Um, so I guess I'm going to give you all a very here's my advice with canon: uh, a very Bruce Lee saying, "Be like water." <laughs> You can flow. You have to flow with the story that you're being told at the time. It can be hard, but it can also crash. It's a soft. It fits into any container. You can make any story fit together. Um, so you know that's how I treat it. Yeah, and same. I, I've I, I I go back and forth depending, but for the most part, I, I stick with just being flexible because that's just for my own sanity. Right. Right. <laughs> okay. I love Depa Balaba and like. I mean, obviously, we haven't gotten a whole lot of Depa Balaba and other things, but she is an amazing Jedi. And I love that she, like, she ends up picking, like, in the comic, there's a part where she talks about, like, when she chose him, she was like, well, you are very inquisitive. And, like, she finds his, and she finds his questions funny sometimes. Like, <laughs> like, there's a panel in particular where, like, He's asking questions or saying stuff again. Mace Windu is making the like mm, face and like uh, <laughs> Depa is like kind of covering her laugh. <laughs> so I just really like that he like Caleb charms her with his inquisitiveness uh, as a Jedi. And like she's also a Jedi that asks questions. And there's even a part in the first series where she's like, well, I think it's a mistake that the Jedi are here. And all the clones are like, oh, my goodness. What have you done? Like. <laughs> And Caleb is even like, oh, but it's like young Kane and Jara's voice. So he's like, Master, are you questioning the Jedi Council? Uh, which I think is hilarious because that's all I hear him as in this comic now. Thank you. Uh, thank you to the <laughs> thank you to the artist Freddie Prince Jr. Who gave me that piece of enjoyment for all the future of my Kanan comic reading. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved. I, I love having Deppa in have being a big presence in this comic because you see the the lessons that Kanan uh, or Caleb takes with him as he grows older, like this one passage, this one panel really stuck out at me when she says, uh, you must not grow too attached, too fond, too in love with life as it is now. Those emotions are valuable and should not be suppressed, but you must learn to rule them, Padawan, lest they rule you. Mm -hmm. And it's just, that's such a great balance because so often you equate 
Jedi, the Jedi Order with suppressing emotions and such. And it's like, yeah. well, these guys aren't Vulcans from Star Trek, okay? Right, <laughs> They're right. not. Uh, so I just, I really like the fact that she was able to still practice, you know, still have those emotions, still um, experience life as it came at you, but not be, mm-hmm. not have those emotions rule you. And I like that she passed that on to Kanan, Caleb at the time. Right. And obviously that's something that Kanan, as he was older, passed on to Ezra. Yeah. I mean, it's a lesson that like sort of, she prepares him very well for this life outside. Like, cause she's a little, I don't know, like she's not, she's not a Mace Windu. She's not one of these Jedi that's so stricken by these things. She understands that this is not where they're supposed to be. She understands this is wrong that the Jedi is fighting. She understands that she like nurtures his inquisitiveness and also like is like, but you have to learn how to adapt, which is mm-hmm. huge, like for the Jedi, because especially at a time when the Jedi are so stoic and so repressed and so principled that like their unchangingness is what leads them down. Like because nobody asked questions, Yoda was like, well, I'm just going to go check out that army. Anyway, here I am <laughs> with like 200,000 soldiers. Glad yeah. that worked out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, because nobody asked questions and were unwilling to change and adapt that, like, these, they ended up on this path until it was too late. Mm-hmm. And that was why they failed. But, like, the, her, like, it's that part that you're talking about. But I also love that she talks about how things are impermanent. She's like, mm-hmm. that's part of it, too. We talked about this when we were talking about A New Dawn. She says, like, because he's talking about, he's like. Is it messed up that I'm having so much fun while we're at war or whatever? And that's what kind of, hey, like, this is not where we're supposed to be. But also, like, it's great that you you're adapting well. If you can find focus here on the battlefield, you can find focus anywhere. But just remember that this battle, this this, all of this is impermanent. So, you know, while you're enjoying it now, things are going to change. This will never be, you know, you're all so like whatever you find here and feel here, take it with you to whatever's next. Like that impermanence, like find yourself and keep yourself but the world the universe the galaxy is always going to change and so we will always have to that's adapt so to that. well said i love it it's like well some of said. My i stole it from <laughs> depa balaba i'm not wise <laughs> the, uh, uh, because change is such a change is such a scary thing for a lot of people and they yeah. get attached to the current whatever situation they're they're living in in that moment and it's hard for people to adapt and so i just i really love those kinds of lessons that you get from depa in this comic yeah and i think those are lessons that like serve caleb well as he becomes canaan you know Mm -hmm. like when we meet him in a new dawn that's all he does is change all he does (laughs) is move on to the next spot and move on to the next spot and you know like he has to because that's the only way he, you know, that's the only way he sees that he can survive in this galaxy. You know what I mean? Um, the there's a there's a, a thing that I noticed too when they're there's there's a few moments where they're like she's like, hey, come practice with me. We need to find focus or whatever. And so they're doing. They're like, this is such a, and this is such a beautiful like Pepe Larraz art. They're like over here in the twilight in the sunset doing their their practices and their katas and they're hitting like the same poses but there's a part where mm-hmm. she's like assume form three and they both hit the same like the blade over the head and the, the the panels are amazing and beautiful this is a podcast so you can't see them go read this comic 
Um, <laughs> when Deppa in the Bad Batch, when Deppa is like, does like a pose, she does that pose. Like she grabs <gasps> oh, her arm, she puts her arm this. on her bicep in the same way. I think it's right before, like, it's like when the clones start to turn. Like, and she sets up, she oh. does that pose. I was watching it yesterday. I was trying to catch up on all my Caleb stuff. Um, <laughs> that's a little thing that I noticed where I'm like, just so many of these poses are beautiful. Like, they're back to back. And I fighting. also love. Go ahead. I also love how I, I completely had forgotten that Depa was the one who had given him the holocron. Yeah. And I thought when I was rereading it, I thought, oh, my gosh, I completely forgot about this detail. And, and you know, the, the holocron, mm-hmm. eventually, Ezra gets his hands on it. Yeah. Um, do, I honestly don't even remember whatever happened to it. I, get it, I guess it got... It gets fused with the, the Sith holocron, remember? That's right. That's right. Yes. Once a Good secret times. is known, it cannot be unknown. Cannot be unknown. <laughs> Yeah, Maul gets the damn holocron. <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, wow. But the journey after. of that holocron, it, it's so cool to see the origin of it here within the comic. Yeah. And I love that she gives him the holocron with the idea of like, look, like, here's a holocron with not like, ask your questions and also look at the questions that have been asked before. Like, you know, like, learn from this and, like, find out why these things are. the Because, like, he's so questioning and she gives it to him, like, here, for somebody that asks so many questions, here's knowledge. But also look at the mm. questions that have been asked before you and, like, how the Jedi, you know, like, other, there you're not the first one to ask questions. And I really like that idea. Like, yeah, it's very, very interesting and it's very cool. And it's also a thing that, like, I feel like a lot of the failings of the Jedi is so much of their repression and their secrecy surrounding so many things like mm-hmm. you know uh, if you want to go to like yoda and obi-wan being like don't tell them don't tell them who that is shh, shh. just <laughs> tell them to kill him you know what i mean uh don't don't tell yeah. them this don't tell them that uh if you go back to the clone wars they're spying on anakin as they're spying on you know like all the secrecy are all these little things that like really contributed to the downfall of the jedi they mistrust each other they're holding they're withholding knowledge from each other I read a really good book recently, shout out to Rise of the Red Blade by Delilah Dawson, that also involves the Jedi and a lot of secrecy. And a lot of it is seen as like betrayal when it comes to light, whereas Depa was so free with her knowledge and encouraged her Padawan to ask questions. Like, and that's how, it, not only that's how he survives, but like that's what she gave him, like a way forward. I guess that also goes back to her conversation about questioning the Jedi. Uh, adopting military rank because in that sort of mindset you know a soldier does follow orders and a soldier shouldn't question those orders um and so that secrecy and that um putting jedi in a situation where they shouldn't question Mm -hmm. it, it you could attribute that to the sort of structure that they adopted when they started fighting this war yeah yeah, but even like before that, when they're so rigid about like, well, no, he's too old to be trained. Nope, can't do it. Like, like, oh, yeah. like so much of the, the Jedi are, are, are like at this point are very set in stone, like unable to adapt. Like Qui-Gon is the free one, right? He's the one who's like, well, I don't need to be on the council, Obi-Wan. I'll do what I must. And even his Padawan is like, come on, dude, again? Seriously? Like you would be on the council. <laughs> I don't need that. I don't need that smoke. 
<laughs> you know, like I, I just, just like I just there's a lot of stuff that I'm reading, like and I'm reading a lot of High Republic stuff, too. And that's where a lot of these things like come in, like the Jedi at that time are so much more adaptable, so much looser, so much freer and so much more encouraging about different paths of connecting to the force and with each other and how what where is their responsibility to the people where is their responsibility to the republic you know does like, it also start to show like when does that change i think like i see a few th- key things so far that has been like oh like this is how they're you know like not quite moving towards the militarization that they get to in the prequels but a lot more connected to the republic than they were previously seems to be happening mm. you know and it's all it's like a very real ish thing very much based on fear and attacks and threats and you know how they end up uh being a lot more connected to the political side of the republic so far um got it really good really good era of jedi but like so much of it is exploration as well and that's like a thing that is missing in a lot of the stories we've seen from jedi that we know you know, mm-hmm. and you can see a lot of that in Anakin too. Anakin's a person who's not given the—I don't want to say it like respect, but like he's always seen as an outsider. Like he's all like every you know, they're oh, he's the chosen one, I guess. Like whatever, if you believe that, like they never like. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean Mace Windu in particular never trusts him, but like you know, like the only one who believed in him is Obi Wan, and then he doesn't even. Sometimes he doesn't even feel that. Anakin has a lot of like, well, you're only doing this because Qui-Gon died. Like, Mm -hmm. the only reason I'm here is because you made a promise to a guy and you don't even want to do this. You know, so like, there's a lot of times where I see Anakin, it's understandable how Anakin feels betrayed by, you know, then by the time we get to the Clone Wars, like, the mistrust of him, the mistrust of his Padawan, the way that they treat him and his Padawan. You know. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I I just, I really love the fact that Caleb had Depa as his master um, because you see so much of what Depa taught him uh, flow through Kanan and onto Ezra. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, I, I love knowing that Ezra is part of that lineage, even though Mace yeah. is also part of that lineage. <laughs> fair, fair. Look, <laughs> but I can... love knowing that Ezra is, you know, that, that culmination yeah. At the end of the series, there's only uh, there's only four. Uh, you know, you can only put four pictures on Twitter, so you can just start with Depa, Depa, yeah. Ezra, and White Lothcat or something. Gosh, it'd be so. Oh, I'm so interested to see who was going to continue that line, like who oh. Ezra might pick up as a as a Padawan of oh. sorts. I mean, he might meet his little brother? Question mark. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, hey. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Ez- Jason Jason might have the uh, the the force abilities there. Yeah, Jay, like Ezra would be like the closest connection to his father. Mm-hmm. You know, that would be interesting. Um Yeah, the clone stuff. But on uh, Oh, go ahead. Oh no, I was just going to say another really cool influence, but uh for Kanan were were the other characters that we meet, but you had something to say about the clones. Oh, I was just going to say, like, I like the relationship that they build. Like, the clones yes. are new to the war. The clones love the Jedi. And then they're also, like, mess with him as a kid. They're, like, laughing every time he asks questions. Um, <laughs> you know, in the first arc. By the second arc, like, it's a little bit, everything's kind of out of time. So the second arc actually is, like, when he first meets the clones. 
that are like trying mm-hmm. to kill him when we read the first arc. <laughs> yeah. You know, but even the idea that the clones, uh, like in a very Rex way, are like trying so hard to see through this chip inhibitor. You know, so much so that one of them is able to like disable a ship long enough to to let Kanan win. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I think that was uh, Styles. I forget now. But gosh, that was such a great moment because you really do see him wanting to do the right thing because he feels like that's not what they've been doing up until this point. And so, yeah, you see that struggle and it reminds me of all the other instances that we've seen over time with the Bad Batch and Rex and all the other clones. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's just tragic um and and then obviously that ship gets blown into pieces which was a combination of dropping the shields uh styles Mm -hmm. or gray i forget gray i think shooting the uh control panels the the control panel and then the kazmiri shooting on them so yeah that was such a great moment uh, but also tragic moment yeah it was like sad but also like a very beautiful like cool thing it's like oh he like because like the one like there's it's gray and styles and like one of them's like it was kind of weird right like we didn't even think about it we and the other one's like these jedi betrayed like are you sure we fought with them like one's trying to logic it out and the other one's so stuck on on that he can't mm-hmm, see it mm-hmm. you know but i like that idea that like you know like in theory i don't know maybe like gray's chip wasn't working at 100 percent. you know what i mean like now that we've yeah. seen a lot more about these inhibitor chips and how they react and how they, like, even with the Bad Batch, you have, like, they didn't have any of the chips, but, like, Crosshair had something because he was, or, or was he, yeah, no, he had his chip removed. Oh, they did, they did, they did have the, uh, um, uh, Wrecker had it, and that was That's a very right. scary episode yeah. because Omega could have been hurt in that process. Right, right. But, like, yeah, yeah how it affects them differently um, when it doesn't work all the way. So I don't know. It's just really cool seeing like that effect and also seeing how some of the clones come through it. And then going yeah. back to Rebels, yeah. when you see Rex in the future being like, I didn't betray my Jedi. Kind of. Yeah. And then, and, <laughs> you, you yeah, and came <laughs> for like, <laughs> for like two, yeah, I know that's true. Very true. Um, but ultimately he didn't, he didn't betray her mm-hmm. like willingly. Um, but, uh, yeah, and then just Kanan's reaction to seeing clones again. Like, that was, reading this comic and then getting those episodes, yeah. or, or or the other way around, whether we got the episodes first and then these comics, like, mm-hmm. it just, it really enhances Kanan's uh, perspective in that, in those episodes, and him not wanting to interact with the clones or or rely on them or trust in them because Mm -hmm. of his experience before yeah i don't know i don't remember if it was like an interview or like remember the rebels or a panel or whatever but i remember filoni being like look i know you guys are all excited for captain rex but just remember like you guys love clones kanan not so much (laughs) 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 and me being like oh that's interesting i hadn't thought about that yeah you that's know. right. <laughs> Gosh. To be fair, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, Gray and Styles are great. And uh, and not to go too far ahead, but I just, I also really loved Stance. 
um, who was, yeah. I think, 1157, I believe, his identifier number. But yeah, Stance was also a really great character. Very minor compared to, you know, mm-hmm. the 12 issues and all the other characters that we see. But uh, just seeing how young he was, how he connected with, with connected with Caleb, and then ultimately how he falls trying to protect Caleb yeah. uh, was just so uh, heartbreaking. And then, like, that's when Kanan, like, makes his first kill or whatever, right? Yes, that's like, right. That's, that was uh, his first yeah. blood. Yeah. Yeah, first blood. But it's, uh, like, they're both, like, fresh. Like, because they're, like, it's Kanan's first, it's Caleb's first, you know, battle out on the things. And, like, that's the new clone. It's his first battle, too. So, like, they connect over being, like, the green new guys that everybody else is making <laughs> fun of. And then, like, Styles gets, like, killed and Kanan kills the guy. And then Kanan gets shot. So he's That's like this right. little kid on the battlefront. See what I did there? And he gets <laughs> shot up a couple of times, like me in Battlefront. And he ends up in Bacta. <laughs> a lot of Bacta. That's right. <laughs> a lot of Bacta. And like you said, it was I didn't even think about how, you know, in the book of Boba Fett and other things, it's just been one of those tools that's used to introduce flashbacks. <laughs> yeah, it's like a whole thing <laughs> And I'm now. like, oh, that's right. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you're right. Kanan did it first. Mm-hmm. The, this comic book series did it first. And they did it, they did, uh, Greg Wiseman did it so well because he wove the story in and out of the present and the past. And it just, mm-hmm. if I, I just, I loved how he was able to craft that story yeah. in a 12 issue comic. I love, like, the way, yeah, it, it, like, goes in and out online. It's like, oh, you know, like, we're going to, like, Caller. And then, like, it'll flash back and the line will be like, you know, next mission on Caller. Or, like, they like they kind of go in and out on dialogue usually and it's something really cool and clever. Yes, really that's enjoy. right. Or or even just, like, visually. Like, sometimes you'll see small Kanan, small Caleb, and then big Kanan. Yeah. And it's the same expression that they're using because they're reacting to something that was similar in the past and right. in the present. Right. So yeah, that was great. It was just such a harmonious uh, collaboration between the artists and the writer. Yeah. Like that's, that's what makes an awesome comic in this qualifies. <laughs> For sure. Um, I like Janice Kazmir. Oh, he's the best. I adore Janice Casimir. I've always, always wanted to see him show up in Rebels because I thought his his um, curvy style would have fit so well with that smooth lines, mm-hmm. the smooth lines that we associate with, with Rebels. And I thought, oh, he would have been great, a great addition to that series. Um, and just having him interact with Ezra, those are like my head cannons. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I just I, I really love how you have this character who clearly evokes that sort of Kanan energy that we see later on, mm-hmm. and uh, and that's where Kanan got it. And even the name Canon Kanan yeah. Jaris Janice Casimir, it's just so cool to know where that came from. Yeah. He's like a, you know, he's like a very like smuggler, piratey kind of guy on the planet Caller. He's Kaleran, so he's like this green, lizardy-ish looking snake kind of head thing. <laughs> but like his outfit is rad. Like there's one part where they're sneaking around. Like after Kanan actually has a really cool out once, like because he he's Caleb and then he's hiding for a while and then when he starts running with Janice, he's like the kid, 
And then when he leaves, he takes his own name. Uh, but when he's like running with Janice, like he's like, you can't be walking around there like a Jedi. So like they give him new clothes and he has like, it's almost a Kanan outfit, but a little bit different, like a little younger, his holster's different, his belt yeah. buckle is rad. <laughs> like, you know, uh, but Jan- there's one part where they're sneaking around and like Janice has this helmet that I don't know how to describe it, but it's like black with red little eye lines and it looks yes. so dope. And I was like, man, somebody better make this. Never seen one. And that's like, I you just, would have to make a whole Janice Casimir cosplay, an alien, and then a mask on top of that. It would be a lot. Oh, yeah. But yeah, it's just one of my favorite, favorite designs for a mask. And it, it, it just, with Rebels being uh, the, the show that's given us so many different helmet mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, looks throughout the series. It's just like, I, I just, I love the fact that the, the, uh, the comic sort of touched on that as well giving yeah. us these cool masks and whatnot um and uh there's something else i was going to say oh and kanan speaking of his design the fact that he wears his hair in a ponytail it's because of the tell that he has like he mm-hmm. runs his hand through his hair whenever he feels nervous mm-hmm. so that he ties it back so that he doesn't run his hand through his hair and give away the fact that he's nervous about something yeah yeah <laughs> That's like, and that's like the thing that Janice tells him. He's like, first of all, you keep doing this. Like, so then that's why he like ends up putting his hair in a ponytail. He like cuts <laughs> off his little Panawan braid. So he meets him while they're like general and commander. Like they come, they fight the war. The general, and the guy's name is General Cleave. There's a, he's like a, uh, oh God, what a Deveronian. Oh, Deveronian, who, yeah. Who <laughs> like is general on that planet for the separatists. They end up leaving because the Jedi win. And then it's like uh, Depa and Caleb. And the, like, leadership is not very jazz. They're just like, okay, whatever. Like, you know, <laughs> oh, we've, like, freed you from the separatist. Thanks so much. So how free are we going to be under you guys? Yeah, exactly. You know? And little Caleb is like, hey, don't talk to her like that. Which I hear is young Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> uh, but, like, she's kind of like, and and, he, and he's like, it turns into, like, a very much like, how could you let them talk to you? Like, how could, like, why don't you? And she's like, look, our actions show our like let our actions show what makes us different like no i'm not going to explain to him why we're different from the separatists and how better we're going to like let's just show them you know i like that philosophy it's true yeah it's a really good one especially nowadays when people feel like they have to have the final say in something Mm -hmm. no you don't really need to you could just show your you know belief in a cause or whatever whatever it is through action yeah for sure for sure that's always been my philosophy let me show you what i do here is a <laughs> helmet <laughs> uh let's see yeah so janice he's like there at this time and he's like one of the guys that's there at the meeting with the leaders and later when caleb is sort of he's like roaming the streets of the city like eating out of trash cans and surviving because he can't get off planet and he doesn't know what to do. Everybody's gone. They have no money. They have no training. He doesn't know how to do anything. And he ends up f- seeing that guy and the guy like feeds him. He gives him like a Meluron or something. And then yeah. he's like, can I, can I just sleep? I need to sleep. And he's like, fine, you can sleep one time. You can sleep on my ship. And then Caleb steals the ship. <laughs> so not great, but he comes back. <laughs> he comes back. Uh, and then like they start fighting and then he's like, look, like, like, and he starts running with him. He's like, Hey, if you're going to hang out with me, you can't be looking like a Jedi. 
But they sort of like redo his little Jedi costume at first. So he doesn't look like a Jedi. He looks like a little Jawa almost. He's like, hey, put the hood up here, put on this on this side. There you go. Now you don't look like a Jedi. Cut your little hairpiece off. And Kanan grows long hair just because he's wandering around the streets for so long. <laughs> it's really cool. All the art is good. All the looks are good. Caleb's Yeah, middle. especially the um, the Kazmiri ship. It just I thought that was a, such a unique yeah, design. A and ship. I don't think we've seen anything like it since. So I would love right, to have that design right. show up somehow. Um, and then we can all geek out and say, oh, my God, that's Janice Kazmir flying the ship. <laughs> I always thought um, the and ship I, was going to show up. The, uh, what is it? The Escape. Oh, The Escape. Yeah. I, oh, I really wanted that to show up in Rebels. Yeah. And now, like, it's like, where? so where is it? Can well, Ezra think, yeah, get his hands on it? Ezra knows where it is. Because Ezra gets his hands <laughs> on it and, like, takes it to the last hiding place that it is. And I was like, well... Like whenever, blah, 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 everybody's going to get taken or something. And then Ezra's going to have to go get that ship and go after them. It never happened. Well, he has the gauntlet nope. now. So. <laughs> like Ezra has the night brother. Well, not anymore, but he had the night brother for a minute. And I was like, no, this is way better. I like these ships so much. These Mandalorian <laughs> gauntlets are so rad. They're like my favorite ship. They're so cool. That's right. And whatever happened to that one? Well, I mean, in theory, it's on... Lothal. Lothal? You know, <laughs> like, he's out there flying in a Star Destroyer with no windows attached to whales or something. <laughs> you know? I mean, that's such a downgrade. <laughs> For real. But, I mean, in theory, there's got 72 TIE fighters in there, a shuttle. <laughs> you, can, you can probably commandeer. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You know? <laughs> so. But, yeah, the, the, the ship designs are really, really cool. Yeah. I just, yeah, there's so much... Yeah, I love that ship. I love, like, the idea. And, like, one point he's, uh, like, the clones kept, because, like, the clones are on the trail the whole time while he's running around with Janice Casimir. Like, he gets arrested at one point and he thinks, like, he's like, uh, don't get the bounty on me. Get the bounty on this Jedi. And then he's like, oh, no, you betrayed me. And they arrest him. And then he shows up with, like, an IGRM droid to, like, <laughs> break him out of jail. He's like, all right, yeah. cool. We got the stuff. No worries. I got paid. Let's go. Um, <laughs> But at one point, he gets, like, the clones finally catch up, and they're holding Janice Casimir, like, hostage. And they're like, we know you're right, running around with them. And so Caleb leaves. He, like, just leaves them because he's like, well, they'll let him go. If I, if I leave, then there's no, you know, there's no proof he was running with a Jedi. So they have to let him go. And they're like, right, because clones are so reasonable. Because <laughs> at this point, he's running around with the guy who sells them the ship, which is former General Cleave, who's going by a new name. Mr. John Doe. <laughs> That's right. And I love that too. Like the idea that these enemies, like they're enemies on the battlefield because of this war between the separatists and the Republic. And it's like, yeah, it doesn't matter. Like, I don't like and I, after the war, who are we? What, are, well, what did we gain? What did we lose? Like, we still have nothing. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I just, I love too that he was an actual separatist, like Mina Bonteri. Right, right. Where they were actually fighting for their freedom because of whatever corruption they saw in the Republic. And, and unfortunately, they got swept up in whatever it was that Palpatine and Dooku and Grievous were up to. So whatever they were fighting for just turned out to be nothing because that's not what the end game was. Right. Right. Especially for, yeah, like nothing, especially for these, these people. I mean, look, if you want to be real, the separatist leadership, even the leadership got pretty wrecked in that deal. Yeah, they did. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, yeah. So it was great to. Jewel Tambor is trying to avenge his father. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Not going to work out very well for you, I I think, buddy. (laughs) No, not at all. Um, So, yeah, it was great to see someone like Cleve and Casimir, who were essentially on opposite sides of the war, um, just become partners in whatever, you know, business they're running now. (laughs) Right, right. If even like a, you know, uh, what's the word? Like resistant allies. (laughs) Like they kind of work together (laughs) a little bit. They don't quite trust each other, but still. The, um, yeah, but I just love that idea of like these people on opposite sides for whatever reason, finding out that there's, it doesn't even matter. Like once those sides are gone and the whole battle is done, like they didn't win anything. They didn't mm-hmm, change anything. Mm-hmm. It's like just the same, like they, they, it's like all, everything they fought for was for nothing. And that sucks. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, Caleb makes it out in the like future times where all these memories like you have a little bit of the ghost on Keller and they're like running like, right. a little mission and Caleb's like trying to be like well I've never been to this planet and then he keeps referring to himself in third person which for some reason is really funny to me and like, <laughs> right. don't think so and everybody's like why do you keep saying that never mind Ezra's <laughs> like why are you doing this <laughs> <laughs> like, this is <laughs> somewhere Hera's like he gets really weird when we came to that one planet But he ends up like he's afraid every people are going to recognize him, which they don't until like way later. But he ends up getting stabbed (laughs) on the planet, and he's like, "Great, I'm I get stabbed in the back, and this is how I'm going to (laughs) die." Like years later, I escape this place, man. Um, And and I might die on Caller. Yeah, I'm going to end up dying on Caller 15 years down the line. Uh, there's like the second arc goes a little bit more into him when he was like an initiate. So it's like mm-hmm. his memories, he starts remembering like getting even picked as Depa Balaba's Padawan. And he's with these other little jerk Padawans and like he falls. It's like such a funny thing that <laughs> reminds you of real life stuff. You're like roughhousing and then he hits his head and they're like, oh, you're bleeding. You got to go to the thing. I'm not even hurt that bad. Get out of here. Like it's real. You know, that's when the parents get mad when somebody gets really hurt. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, yeah. And then for some reason, the 2-1-B droid is like, why'd you even come here? This isn't even that bad. Get out of here. Here's I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that is terrible. Yeah. Come back when you're matter. unconscious or a bone is broken. <laughs> <laughs> or when you're bleeding internally. <laughs> yeah, it's like, there's some good stuff there. Um, oh, god! But when he goes to the med pod, that's when he sees, like, Depa in the Bacta. Yes. And there's, I don't know, there's just, like, the, the art is just so dope. And at this time, like, he's in Bacta. So, like, because <laughs> he just got stabbed yeah, in the back. Yeah, yeah. So here's where he goes in Bacta on Keller. And he's flashing back to when he found, you know, Depa. And so, like, there's all these, like, allusions to, like, the canon story of whatever happened in that when Depa fought Grievous and was, like, grievously injured. She's been in the Bacta for, like, six months. Um... I don't know. It's just like really, really cool. But also the story of like that she's recovering too. She lost 90% of her troopers or whatever. Like yeah. it was such a like devastating battle that she's recovering. And I like that it is. She just doesn't get out of that and is like able to uh, recover quickly and move on to the next battle. It affects how she 
goes into this next mission, I think on, uh, I forget what it is. It's either Maigito or Cordoa. I forget what the planet yeah, I think is called. It's Cordoa. But yeah, she, yeah, she ends up having to question or at least have some, you know, little insecurities regarding her, how she approaches this. Mm-hmm. But I like that she's like changed. Like, they don't quite know what to make of her yet, but she's, mm, like, just mm-hmm. different. And she's also, like, accepted that. Like, she's yeah. like, this is what I'm going to do. And then she ends up, like, like uh, the temple gets attacked by the cage or kage <laughs> warrior <laughs> who, like, starts bombing them and stuff. And uh, they're, like, it's so, it, this is such a really great thing. To everybody, like, there's all these, like, rumors, and it's a very weird, like, I don't know, like, high school vibe for the temple. Because he's training <laughs> with these kids, and they're all, blah, 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 blah. well, I heard, like, she got hurt, and I got hurt. She's, like, messed up, so they're probably never going to give her generalship, especially after all the clones she got killed. Or, like, there's all these, like, rumors and stuff, and Kanan's, or Caleb is, like, talking to the other students. And then they're like, well, how would you know? You know, blah, 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 and, like, you don't know. And then he's like, I just want to ask you, <laughs> like, are you messed up? What happened? Like... <laughs> Like, he's so inquisitive, but he's also like, no, I'm going to get down to it. Like, this is real. Like, this is what they're saying. Is this what happened? And like, what do you think? Like, are you going to take a... Because he feels like that she's... Like, there's a connection between them. She comes and she sees whatever their training is. And he feels, like, connected to to Depa. But everybody's like, well, she's probably Mm -hmm. not even going to get a Padawan. She messed up so bad last time or whatever. And so he's like, I'm just going to ask you. And then that's when they get attacked. So they're like on the higher levels and everybody else is going downstairs. And so they find the guys on the roof and Caleb ends up helping her and they like defeat that Kage war cage warrior or whatever. Uh, and like, there's like, it, there, it's like all these bombs and like they set off the bomb, but the guy like gets the bomb as he's going off the building and like basically blows himself up. At shortly yeah. being <laughs> you know, but like they kind of, they get hit by the edge of the explosion. So they're just like laying on the roof. And Deppa's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I do need a Padawan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a great way to bond <laughs> yeah. and then figure out that they really do work well together. Yeah, but like such a like weird, like not weird, but like the, the way that they work together and like how they react. And I love Deppa Balaba's costume. I mean, all of their costumes in the comic look amazing, but there's. Her, like, little tunic is almost like a dress-ish kind of thing. Mm, and she mm-hmm. has these hand gauntlets that ever since yes. I've seen, they're, like, my favorite thing ever. <laughs> um, so I don't know. And then also, like, her lightsaber in the comics. Like, now I want to look at the little Clone Wars model, see what it looks like. Because in the comics, her lightsaber looks a lot like his. Like, it has the little guard and everything the way that Kanan made his. Oh, you know, I never took a closer look at it. Jonah, I don't know if you know anything about me. I'm kind of a lightsaber guy. I know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you naturally tend, you know, what they hold drift towards that, <laughs> yeah. Like? Oh, green, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 yeah. So I don't know. Like, there's, like, uh, just all these character design, and obviously the art is amazing, again. And then when we're flashing back to, like, future times, the, like, few... Because it's, like, most of the story is flashbacks, but the few panels that we get of, like, current, like, Ezra, Sabine, Hera, like, the rebels in action, and Kanan yeah, in his underwear, yeah. is, like, good times. 
It's so good. Mm-hmm. And I know in, in one of those flashbacks, uh, I know they talk about sacrifice very briefly. And she tells them, you know, there will be loss, inevitable loss, painful loss, but that must not prevent the true Jedi from taking risks, from surrendering uh, oneself to a higher purpose. And that's essentially what um, he does. Mm-hmm. He surrenders himself to a higher purpose, and so does Ezra in some form. Right. Um, does the same thing. And it's just so cool to see her just eloquently put that into words. Yeah, so many of her lessons. Like, they're so, like, matter-of-fact, but they're so, like, there's, like, a grace to her. You know what I mean? Like, and it's a weird... I don't know how... She hasn't been explored so much in canon before. But so mm-hmm. much of the story that we know in these comics in particular, it takes place after whatever her big battles, you know, injury, whatever was, right? So the idea right. that maybe she was a different kind of Jedi, but, like, she was on the council. And now she's out here on the battlefront... Who And she has this, like, way of thinking that's not, like, that that does question things, is inquisitive, and also, like, is able to adapt in such a different way than so many of the Jedi who aren't like that, particularly the Council. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I just, yeah. like, like, that, you were talking about the sacrifice thing, and it's like, you know, she's fighting droids, and she, I think she throws her cloak, her robe, at the droid, and then, like, cuts him in half while he can't see. And then yeah. that's when he's like, what, your robes? And she's like, sacrifice for the greater good. They're like, you know what, as, as sacrifices go, that's not bad. You know, but there will be times where there will be real sacrifices. And that's when it goes yeah. into your thing. You know, mm-hmm. and I think mm-hmm. that, that I might even be on Maegito. Because we get into Maegito, the third battle of Maegito, where Fen Rao and Skull Squadron come and, like, give them air support against overwhelming yeah. odds. Which, like, that issue released the same week that that episode released. So whoever... It was so cool. Yeah, whoever that lined happened. up those schedules, good on you. Um, and I think I remember, I think I remember Pablo saying on Twitter that that just happened. They, yeah. It was not planned. Then the force was with you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope I'm remembering that correctly. Yeah, yeah. No, because I, think I you're remember right. I thinking... Remember. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you know this. I wow. follow you on Twitter. I do remember those interactions, you know, <laughs> back when Pablo could interact on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, but that was so cool how the episode yeah. dropped and then that episode with, uh, I'm sorry, the episode with Fen Rao and then this comic dropped. <laughs> yeah. And in that episode, like Kanan like drops his lightsaber and he's like, you help me, you know, at the Battle of Maegito, you help me and my master, da, 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 da. And then we get this whole comic that's like, holy crap, there were air support in those cool little Mandalorian gauntlet fighters. I'm sorry, yep. not gauntlets. Just the, those are called fang fighters, right? Oh, they're like the that's right. Ones, that's right. The ones that spin. <laughs> uh, but yeah. And then I think this is where Grievous returns and like Depa's fighting Grievous while Kanan's fighting the brother of the Kage or Cage guy that got blown up. And the he's Seer got, Brothers. Like, yeah. He's got a flamethrower. So it's like, all this is a boss that I fought in Jedi Survivor like three times already. <laughs> <laughs> so I understand the struggle. But it's also this thing where he can't help. Like, he's very worried about Depa. 
Because it's the same. And like Grievous is doing the Grievous thing and like, this time I'll kill you for real instead of just put you in the back. Like, you know, all kinds of good um, attack. And I think she does get injured again. But she's like, this isn't that bad. But she like cuts off a couple of us. All, all the art is just dope. Grievous looks good on a comic book page. I mean, yeah, no surprises yeah. there. But just like, <laughs> I love her costumes. I love the poses that they hit. Like, this is such good inspiration for photo shoots. <laughs> like, I've always loved her costume in these comics. Like her little dress kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's really cool. It works out like Kanan kills, or Caleb kills the guy, and then Depa injures that thing, and she's a little bit hurt, but the clones come in. Grievous escapes, of course. And then she's like, no, this is only going to be a short little bit of back to... And then they're like, oh, okay, we got our next mission. To Keller. And then we're like, yeah. oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Um, and I also liked the... Oh gosh, the um when we're back on the planet Lon and I, I forget what happens now, but Ezra and Kanan are there. Mm-hmm. Oh, because the, he got a, he ended up getting a transmission from his friend Morfiso. Yeah. Uh, who looks like a big turtle and I just want to give him a hug. He <laughs> has a family of cute other smaller turtles. Yes. <laughs> um and so yeah, he gets ends up getting a transmission from him. And I just, I love how that all ends up leading to Ezra seeing or meeting uh, Janice Janice Casimir without really knowing who he is. And I just, I really love how Greg Wiseman was able to like have that come full circle and just, you know, like wrap things up very, very nicely, very neatly. Yeah. (laughs) So basically, they go to uh, they, he gets a message while he when he wakes up from the back to tank. There's a message from what Morfizo, Morfiro. Yeah, Morfizo, and then I I think her his wife's name is Morfiaza or something. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, Morfizia, that's yeah. what it is. So they and they he's been taken to Lawn, so they go to help him out with the cool ship, who like yes. Morfizo <laughs> has been holding this entire time. They go to Lon, the Empire's keeping the guy, they go to rescue him, and that's where they run into, well, Kanan, that's where Kanan runs into uh, Ray Sloan. Oh, that's right. I completely forgot about yeah, Ray. Because the whole thing is a trap. It's like a trap to get him there. Because that's, that's she's been tracking right. him, and she's like, this is where the line ends. Because we know, because she's like, there is, I can't find any, you know, this is like where, the, if I trace Kanan, this is as far as it goes. And because yeah. this is and the it, first time he starts calling himself Kanan. Yeah, that's right. And then there's that little panel that depicts a scene from A New Dawn when she's stuck in the, I forget what it is. But yeah, I, I, I remember that now. I Like I read it two hours ago and somehow <laughs> I've forgotten between now, <laughs> now and then. Uh, but yeah, I just, I love how, you know, it, it has that little flashback to a new dawn. Yeah, yeah. Where she's like the ray shields or whatever it is, but she's caught. <clears throat> yeah, that's yeah. good stuff. The, uh, <laughs> so he like, you know, he like, he like knocks her back or whatever. They escape. He goes back and they rescue Morfizo and they head back. And that's when the Inquisitor is like, tell me about this Kanan Jarrus, which presumably leads <laughs> to 
the rest of season one, I'm guessing. Yes. Um, yeah. But like Ezra sort of like the the Ezra separates because he like track he gets the troopers to like chase him. So as he's like yeah. chasing and escaping <laughs> in the city, is when he's like, oh, I, I ended up getting helped out by this guy, and it it ends up being a uh, uh, what's his name? It ends up being. Uh, Janice Casimir. Janice Casimir. <laughs> and he's still running with, uh, not Cleave, with whatever that dude's name yeah, is. Yeah, with Cleave. Well, I guess his name's Cleave. Oh, Jondo. <laughs> Jondo, whatever. Yeah, 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 Jondo, yeah. The Deveronian <laughs> with an eye patch. <laughs> and there's, but like now they're right. partners rocking around, dude, like 15 years yeah. later. Gosh, and it like, always brings me, uh-huh. No, they're just like, what happened? Like, what? And he's like, well, and because on his side, he's like, oh, I ran into some kid. I just helped him out. What? What? Ah, he reminded me of somebody. Like, I like that it goes both ways. Ezra's like, oh, somebody help me. To Kanan. And then he's telling Cleve, like, yeah, there was this kid, like, and it reminded me of that other kid, <laughs> like, on the other yeah, side. You know I mean? Yeah, like, they're both I just, thinking uh, yeah. Like, yeah, it always, <laughs> it always, I always get a little tear whenever I read that, you know, just someone I used to know, someone we used to yeah. know. I just, uh, I always wanted them to reconnect. Yeah. Um, especially, you know, before he sadly perished in season four. Right, right. So, like, I, I wanted them to cross paths again. Yeah, that would have been cool. I do like, you know what, I, do, I, I think I just noticed right now that I really like that Cleve and Janice are still rocking together. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Like, <laughs> as Kanan left and left them all and, like, did his own thing and, like, they both kind of helped him through it. And, like, now in this new galaxy, like, it's them who are able to, like, keep going. That's just cool. Yeah. Yeah. Just I like the idea of them having possibly helped with the rebellion at some point. Because they mm-hmm. seem like the type to yeah, begrudgingly like offer assistance. <laughs> smuggler guys. Yeah. Or whatever. I don't know. They're, they're, okay. That's pretty much, like, the whole series. Um, God, there's so much in there. Like, uh, there's, like, just all the Jedi stuff. Like, at the Jedi Temple... We also see, like, Sin Dralig and the temple guards, uh, yeah. like, defeating the intruders and stuff. So that's pretty rad. And a, a, a small appearance of Anakin and R2-D2. Oh, like, walking by? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. The background <laughs> stuff, that's cool. Um, what about, oh, what else was there? Oh, I was like, nowadays, like, if, we, if this would have been, you know, updated or whatever, if that whole temple battle, because it would have been really cool to see, uh, oh, what's his name? Like from the, the, the Kelleran Beck, like that would have been a cool, like defending the temple and helping the younglings. It would have been like, oh, Kelleran yes. Beck, you know, while Sindralog yeah, is probably yeah. coordinating the temple guards, Kelleran Beck would have yes. been like guarding the younglings or whatever. Oh, and, and there uh, was a temple guard too when Sindralog showed up. Yeah. Like, Sindralic looks like yeah. he runs security for the whole temple. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, like, I think, you know, watching out for the youngling specifically would have been probably Keller and Beck somewhere in a little room. Being like, everybody gather around. <laughs> that would have been cool. Um, yeah. I, yeah, anything that would have appeared again, I would love to see further adventures of Janice and, <laughs> and Cleve. Same. I, I remember yeah. tweeting about that. Like, I wish I, I wish we could have gotten like a little series of them and their adventures across the galaxy because those two characters, 
I mean, with Cleve being, he looks mm-hmm. like a little bit more reserved. You know, he is a little bit more sophisticated, whereas uh, Janice Casimir is more of like, you know, we just go with the flow. It's whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like they seem like two character, two great characters to put uh, yeah. on the page. And look, they're both people. Like I think, just also just Calorans in general, the design of that species would love to see that in a video game or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's crazy how they haven't been incorporated in anything since. Yeah, I mean, it definitely feels like that would be a very difficult thing to do, but also it looks really cool. So yeah. I would love to see something like, and these are like little underworld people, man. We're getting a game called Star Wars Outlaws. It feels like they, they it feels like they would be perfect characters to be up in the background to do a mission for or something. Yeah, you know? <laughs> or to help you out, but like just Calarians in general, I think they just look really cool. And I was hoping we could have seen one or two in Bad Batch, but I right. guess not. <laughs> oh, yeah. Huh. We were on that planet, and all we did was hang out in the forest. <laughs> Just, all, all Dave wanted was that concept art of his waterfall. <laughs> uh, let's see. What else I got? Yeah. Uh, that's the only thing I can think of. that. I, I mean, obviously more of, of – I, I really love Depa here and i would love to see more of her and maybe even another like i don't know if they'll ever touch the story of what happened in canon because i think a lot of it is supposed to be from that legends book shatterpoint is it shatterpoint mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yes like battle yeah. of harun cal or whatever um so like but i would just if they'd like touched a little bit more on her i would like to see that because I, I really like her as a character now particularly before because i would like to see the contrast of like who she was before that incident and then who she became to show Kanan who he needed to be, you know? Right. Yeah. That's interesting. You know, uh, and then let's see what else, what else can I think of off the top of my head besides Keller and Beck? (laughs) Yeah. I, I just, I think, I think one of the final shots in the series in the comic book series is Kanan as he is older then his younger self in that cooler mini Kanan look, and then little Caleb sitting on the floor yeah. with the holocron like that. I, I I wish I could have that as a poster yeah, on my frame. wall because it's just oh so good. That, yeah, that's good stuff. And that's like the and I think <laughs> it, like the little text bubble is like, nope, Kanan Jarrus has never been to Keller, and he's so proud of himself. <laughs> <laughs> I just love Kanan really leaning into this whole thing with it's a, important for some reason to him. <laughs> to keep this facade. <laughs> uh, as if the Rebels crew knew who Caleb... Well, I mean, Hera knows, I'm sure. Yes. I, I like to think that Kanan... Uh, Kanan that uh, Ezra would have learned that information, too. Like, I, I, I hope Kanan didn't keep too many secrets. Um, or I at wonder... least, now that he's in a different form, yeah. he's able to communicate them somehow post-death. <laughs> I wonder maybe if, like reconnecting to the jedi maybe he started adding to that holocron when he gave it to ezra you know what i mean that would oh cool. yeah because like, that's that what would that's be supposed cool. to be to like pass on your teachings so maybe ezra is just like i don't know yoda keeps saying the same thing maybe like when he started reconnecting and ezra he knew ezra could open the holocron maybe he did start putting th- like that's what i i would think it'd be a cool way mm. to keep kanan's voice in the story or to pass on some of those teachings that maybe he never got mm-hmm. to uh, finish with Ezra. 
you know, of course, yeah. Ezra doesn't have the holocron anymore and would have to return 15 years later or whatever down the line. 10 years. <laughs> <clears throat> you know, but I don't know. We'll see. I guess we'll see. Right? Yeah. Um, and is there anything about, like, that your feelings have changed? I still, I loved it when it came out. I love it now. I guess the only thing that's changed is obviously the voice of little Freddie Prince Jr. going like, that's how I like it. <laughs> Or whatever. Uh, oh yeah, I loved yeah. it. I loved it when it came out, and I remember loving it when I read it with my mom, um, so that we could talk about it on our show Great when episode. our show was uh, on the air. Um, and then uh, I, this is the first time I'm re- reading it since mm-hmm. I read reread it. So uh, yeah, it, it, my feelings about it have not changed. It's just it's so good it's so well done within a 12 episode with a i'm sorry 12 Mm -hmm. uh, issue comic and it's just one of those and there's a lot of comics i have not read so i i can't really compare and say this is the best one but (laughs) being the being the comic uh the rebels fan that i am i'm going to say (laughs) this is the best one you can just say this is the best one i've read this is my favorite one yeah there you go There's a little asterisk next yep. to her tweet. This is the best one. Jonah has only read these two. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, this is, it's amazing. It's great. The art, like, the art alone. Like, if this was just a poster book, like, most of these pictures are <laughs> awesome. Um, I love the La Raza art, but the story is amazing. The story is beautiful. Um, I love diving back into Kanan's story. He's obviously a special character to me. But I do like, you know, this is another one of those things that I've like, I've always said, I love the different mediums. Like I love comics and I love these pictures and how this story goes comic wise. Like mm-hmm. I love the book and like how we're able to get in Kanan's head in a different way. I would like to see more yeah. things like that, um, you know, in different medias, in different forms. I agree. I like I, I was just thinking I wish we could get a comic like this for Sabine and mm-hmm. her days with you know the Black Sun Syndicate and right, right. how she met um, Katsuonyo and such, and it's just like how 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 have we not had a comic book series of these characters, and especially now with the Ahsoka series coming out, like you want to know more about their origins in order for right. for you to understand where they are headspace wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like so. I mean, like the the good thing is that e- even when characters are gone, like Kanan, you can always go back. Like that's the good thing about Star Wars. Anakin's dead since 1983, and like we still get 72 million comic series about him that all give us something new. So, and that's the thing. Like I get, and Vader is such a great character. Granted, and and I just like. I wish that we could explore other characters because of the fact that he has like a million different comics. Yeah, it's just like I wish they could go back to taking those risks story wise and giving us these side stories Mm -hmm. instead of leaving them for a specific medium or just letting it, you know, stay, stay unsaid so that fans could imagine it themselves right. like no you have all these different mediums to experiment with and i i really wish that we could get 
more of content around these characters that's not just about Vader. That's not right, just right. about Dooku. That's not just about all these higher players yeah. that we've seen time and time again. And it's like a, let's see, like it, it's a little bit better now just because the comics have been building so much that, but I mean like Vader in particular, everything's always about Vader. Vader shows up and everything all the time. And I'm like you, I'm like, I've seen, I like, I know Vader's entire story. Okay. I, I'm good with Vader. And most of the Vader comic series, you're like, oh, this is actually like pretty good. This is pretty cool. And then some <laughs> of the other ones you're like, okay, that was a Vader story. Um, <laughs> But, like, in general, the way that they do, like, right now, the current, uh, like, we have four ongoing runs at the moment. Star Wars, that covers uh, main, you know, Luke, Leia, huh? you know, like, all that. Like, right now, it's happening between the lines are running after Empire and before Jedi. So, right now, it's like mm. Leia, Luke, and Lando, because Han's in Carbonite right now. Ah. You know? But, like, you're getting some really cool stories. It is main characters, but I love that they also, like, weave in other things. Like, we're getting a lot more, like, Shara Bay is showing up a lot more in the comics now, which is cool Ooh. if you read those Poe comics. Or you, like, you know, there, there's some other comics with Shara Bay and Kess uh, Dameron, who are the parents of Poe Dameron. And you have uh, Holdo is showing up in those comics a lot. So I love those stories because even though, like, oh, yeah, it's another Luke story. Like, Luke's another one who I'm like, I know his story. Thank you. <laughs> like... <laughs> Cool, like, I get it. Like, he's going to get a green lightsaber. I'm excited about that, too. But also, like, I also enjoy seeing the things interweave with the things that we never got. Like, when mm-hmm. we watched episode mm-hmm. eight, we were like, wow, Holdo is really awesome. Her and Leia have been friends forever. Now I'm seeing a lot of those things unfold uh, in a visual medium that I'm enjoying. Like, I'm seeing Holdo and Leia's friendship. You know, and if you read Princess of Alderaan, you get a little bit more about when Leia and Holdo met. So, like, the way that they tie these things up together, I, I enjoy seeing things like that. And then we have uh, Darth Vader, which is Darth Vader. Um, then you have Dr. Aphra, which is a character introduced in the comics who it doesn't really show up in. Any, you know, like, so it's really cool that you have a character who has made her own and able to have her own story without worrying about, like, oh, well, she has to do this by the time of Return of the Jedi because blah, 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 blah is what ah. happens. So I like having a yeah, Dr. Aphra, yeah. and plus she's just all kinds of fun, amazing nonsense. Um, <laughs> Dr. Aphra energy is like pure chaos. <laughs> uh, and then there's a line right now called Bounty Hunters. And there's a character, like, I was like, oh, it's going to be all like Boba Fett. And it was like Boba Fett's in a couple issues. Actually, he showed, just showed up again. But it's mainly about a character named Valance who is like a cyborg guy because he was like a former Imperial pilot soldier who got blown up so many times that he's like 80% cyborg now. And so, but it's like, like he's basically the Terminator, but he's, was a human, if that makes any sense. So the story, like like RoboCop. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. RoboCop's even better. He looks like the Terminator, but he's actually a RoboCop, but he still has his, (laughs) like the idea of the story is like he's this dude that's like he's he's this post-traumatic stress veteran who was thrown away like much like the clones like once the empire Mm. was done with him they just threw him away and he ended up just becoming a bounty hunter because what else could he do but he feels like he loses his humanity in that and so much of the story about is him trying to connect to people and feels like he can't because he like doesn't even have a heart anymore (laughs) it's like he's a robot mostly like Ah. and it sounds weird i don't know how to i'm not doing it justice 
but it's this <laughs> character who you're like, oh, this is going to be like an 80s action movie. And it is. But it's also there's so many like of these really cool heartfelt moments of this dude who has this memory of like when he was a kid and he left to join the Empire wanting to become a hero and, you know, was saying goodbye to the love of his life and saying, like, I'm going to come back home a hero and feeling like he can never return home because he's a metal endoskeleton <laughs> And like, mm-hmm. like, because he, fe- he like, he feels like he's a monster and he can't even say, he can't even see the people that he loves because he thinks all they see is a monster. Uh, if that makes any sense. It's a beautiful story. Yeah. And he's, uh, he's been gone, but there's been a, like other bounty hunter characters who are like all like invented for the comic. There's a girl named, uh, Lo, no, Tonga and her wife, Losha who are like running the crew right now. And right now, like the crew, they got, they got Tasu Leech in there. Young Tasu Leech, uh, Bosk, <laughs> Forlom and Zuckus. So like the, the energy of this comic is also wild. <laughs> uh, and is a lot of fun, but just like these characters who you don't really like think too much of because you're focused on Boba Fett, but they also like end up building really cool connections and things that like, I think the comics sometimes get away with some really cool things under the radar. When you're not like, oh, this is another Darth Vader comic, then you realize, oh, this is about Darth Vader and the Inquisitors. We're actually getting some cool stuff here. <laughs> you know, so like, I don't know. There's some good stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. There was a Dark Horse Rebels collection that came out that collected all these magazine stories. I read it. Yes. It's really great. There's It jumps all over the place from the beginning of the story to the end. It touches on a lot of the side characters as well. So there's a lot of like Ketsu Onyo, like uh, what's his name? Z- uh, Zer Leonis. Zer Leonis shows up a couple of times. Uh, Ezra like connects to another, a few other like little, uh, what are they called? The cadets. So like some of those characters oh, yes. end up being characters in the rebellion. So like they go on undercover missions and stuff. Like there's a lot of really cool little things. Um, mm-hmm. Mart Matten. <laughs> yes, that's right. Is in a few yeah. issues. <laughs> you know, Commander Sato. Um, so there's a lot of cool stuff in there. Some of the art is amazing. Like it, it's like different artists. So like you'll probably find your own artist that she'll be like, oh, I like this person. But mm-hmm, like there's mm-hmm. some Saw Guerrera stories in there. Like there's a lot of really cool stuff. And then there's a couple of issues of Star Wars Adventures. That I just like because there was the Rebels crew in them. Oh, They're that's like these right. short yeah. little vignette stories. There's a Forces of Destiny Hera comic that's really cute. And they came out with a Star Wars, three volumes of Star Wars Rebels manga that I am looking at a lot because they have black and white pictures of Kanan in his A New Dawn jacket. <laughs> yeah, I have those too. Um, it's funny because I didn't know that they were going to release some in English when, when the first one was uh, mm-hmm. being released. And so I remember buying it from Amazon Japan and having it <laughs> shipped to me from Japan. Nice. <laughs> so I have I have the Japanese versions and I also have the English versions. <laughs> Jonah's a real one, y'all. Like, ride or die rebels. <laughs> yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was yeah I was waiting for the English ones and I just remember like oh they're gonna like bring these over pretty quick. But the comics yeah. I remember trying to find their. Because the comics were, like, from German magazines. So I could, like... Oh, no, those were so difficult to get. Every now and then I would find, like, a German scan, but no translation. And then every now and then you would find, like, one or two translations, and, like, that was it. And then they stopped doing it. And I waited for years for that, and they finally brought it over. So thank you, Dark Horse. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, thank you, because we were begging for those. Yeah. But just for anybody looking for more Star Wars Rebels comics or content in comic form, there's a Dark Horse a collection of Rebels comics, a couple issues of Star Wars Adventures by IDW, so you might have to get that digitally these days, I'm not sure. Forces of Destiny as well, and some Rebels manga that are still available. Three volumes of that. And the art in the Rebels manga is like amazing and wonderful. But again, I have the same problem that I have with the A New Dawn art in that the picture of Kanan in his jacket is black and white, which is an issue for somebody who's trying to make it in real life. <laughs> you need color. Mm -hmm. yes. <laughs> hey, can somebody color this one, please? <laughs> so, you know, there that is. Ah, this has been wonderful. Thank you for talking Rebels comics with me. Um, of course. Whether or not I release the episodes now or later, we are doing our Rebels We Watch. We are recording our episodes on those. And depending on the strike and all that kind of thing is going to dictate when I release those. So, you know, there's going to be some really cool things on it. And I've been really excited to have some Star Wars Rebels podcasts because we're a Star Wars Rebels family and we just didn't start the podcast till after the show was over. That's my fault. I'm sorry. But I am getting around to it, but now there's a whole strike thing. So, um, you know, you guys are just going to have to wait a little bit longer. But I appreciate you. And just know that there is some Star Wars Rebels in the very near future. Uh, once all these things are done. I'm still deciding what to do with Ahsoka, but Rebels is living on right now. I'm having my best Rebels energy, Jonah. I'm glad to see you out there smiling on Twitter over giant expensive ghost toys. Yeah. <laughs> That I cannot afford that at we all. cannot afford, but, but I'm going to look at those pictures. But as we're recording this, there's one month to the Ahsoka series premiere. So I'm excited for whatever stories we get regarding Ezra's return. <laughs> Ezra's return. Hashtag, where's Ezra? Uh, I can't wait till he comes home either. Yes. And, uh, yeah, yes. this is one of my favorite, still to this day, is one of my favorite comic series. It's only 12 issues, and you see, yeah, there is an omnibus, like a hardcover one. I should mm -hmm, try to get mm -hmm. my hands on that thing. I just have, like, look at me with my low-class softcover graphic novels. Uh, <laughs> but it's beautiful. Those work great, too. They are great. They look nice on my bookshelf. I'm not going to complain. But an omnibus, hardcover, glossy, those are nice. I got the hardcover mm -hmm. of the War of the Bounty Hunters that collects that entire oh. crossover. It is very huge, and it is very gorgeous. And I bought that for probably an also unreasonable amount of money. But I can justify that by selling the comics and making it back. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can justify it for a ghost. But anyway, here we are. Ah. That's, that's a question for... That's, it sounds like that's a thing for future Sal to worry about. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but the... Yeah. Kanan Comics, Rock... Like, if you guys get Marvel Unlimited or whatever, you could probably just go and read the entire series. Like, yes. for free. Or not for free, for the price yeah. of whatever the hell Marvel Unlimited is. But you probably yeah. knock out a lot of Star Wars <laughs> comics, but just saying. But um, those, those 12 issues are worth it. Totally. Totally. For one month. Go check it out. Or check out your library. I do Libby. Uh, I don't yes, know like, Libby. if this is a thing, but I do Libby. That's how I keep up with my Star Wars insider fiction. Oh, you know, nice. I didn't think about Star Wars Insider being there. Yeah. They put those things there. Those co those magazines are like 10 bucks a pop. And there's like a little piece of High Republic fiction in, lately in the issues. 
but they usually have a piece of fiction that I don't that I want to read, but I'm also like, do I really need to pay twelve dollars for this magazine just so I can read the one little part? But then I'm like, yeah, I do want to read it, but then Libby has it, so I just go check it out and I read those little fiction pieces that I enjoy. Yeah. Um, so for yeah. anyone who's not aware, Libby is a really cool app where you can use your library card to borrow items from your local public library. So mm-hmm. it's a great way to support the app and so great way to support your library. Mm-hmm. So definitely get on that because I have it too, and that's how I listen to the A New Dawn audiobook. Yep. And yeah, so that if that's not a resource you're tapping into, you need to get on that. <laughs> totally. And I do a lot of the audio, like I have Audible now. So I have like, you know, things from like A Crash of Fate on pretty much. <laughs> I have most of the stuff. <laughs> but when I need to go back to something like A New Dawn or anything like that, I do go to Libby and I'll check out the audiobook because they have all the digital, the audiobooks and stuff like that. And... Jonah, don't tell the other librarians, but I have six library cards <laughs> uh, from different around here. Wow. Around here, I have an Anaheim, I have an Orange County, I have a Fullerton, I have an LA County, I have Buena, like I have a bunch because they all have different stock. So I'll go to like LA library. Yes, that's Usually true. They have the most, and yeah. I'll go like, "Do you guys have a new Don? Nope. Okay, let's see if Fullerton has. Nope. Okay, okay, Anaheim's got it. Boom, nailed it. Wow. And then it'll usually tell me who has the least hold line. Because it'll be like, oh, this is checked out at L.A. County, but Orange County has a, has a copy right now. Boom. Nailed it. Um, <laughs> so I guess that's that's called a pro gamer move, <laughs> which is what I do to make sure that I'm getting all my comics and stuff like that. When I yeah, it. you should totally. I mean, if you're in that area, the, the servicing area, then you're more than welcome to have a card from that from from that institution from that organization Mm -hmm. so yeah why not from that branch i mean i should say good times so yeah (laughs) well thank you for coming on the show i appreciate you i appreciate star wars i've had a blast talking about kanan and uh yeah i'm pretty sure i have uh kanan in his underwear cosplay at my house I don't think I'm going to be doing it any cons anytime soon, but uh, I, no, no. I do have it. Anyway, so I don't have it approved, but you know, we'll see. Uh, real quick, where can people find you online? Sure. So people can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr with the handle at Ola Jonah. Once more for the people in the back, we are The Rogue Rebels at TheRogueRebels.com, at the Rogue Rebels on all socials except for Twitter, uh, where we are, what? Rogue Rebels fam. Hey, go check us out on Twitch because I've been playing a lot of Jedi Survivor and I am very close to 100%ing that game and being the best Jedi ever, which is like a thing. <laughs> and Jonah, I change my stances according to like how I'm feeling. Like when I'm High Republic, I'm like, I need to put the blaster away. A High Republic Jedi wouldn't have the blaster. But then <laughs> when I true. do my... I do. I have like a Kanan-ish costume, and then I change chopper. I change BD one to chopper colors, and I change my lightsaber to like Kanan grip, and then I change my. Uh, I'm like, well, Kanan has a blaster, so I want my blaster <laughs> stance, and I want the well, single saber, because that's how Kanan rolls. <laughs> so, go have fun and watch me change my haircut every time I get in a new mood. Uh, and my facial hair. <laughs> Because Jedi Survivor (laughs) is fun with customization. All right. Thank you for listening. Uh, We are going to drop some other episodes soon. And what they are about remains to be seen. But 
They might still be about books and comics because that's what I'm into right now. And appreciate you. Thank you for listening. And we will catch you guys later. Please subscribe, five stars, all that stuff. Dude, go do that with Ola Jonah as well. <sighs> Read Canyon Comics. Go to your library. That's a podcast. <laughs>